coming to you live, but in Lyon from the Unbox Gaming Cafe on the banks of the Riviera, the workers are placed. The area is controlled. It's time for the Meeple's Anonymous audio podcast. Welcome to the Maple Anonymous Audio Podcast. I'm Ross. Blair. Scoop. And G. Uh, coming up on this week's show, we'll be talking about Stone Age, Above and Below. Uh, a nice, kind review that we get left on iTunes. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. But first, the news. This is NBN Breaking News. That's a point and two tags, pal. Asmodee, the towering behemoth of the board game industry, has announced a multi-year exclusive distribution deal with Alliance Game Distributors in the US. The deal will cover all games from Asmodee, Fantasy Flight, Plaid Hat, Z-Man Games and Days of Wonder, and aims to support US hobby game retailers. Christian T. Peterson, formerly of Fantasy Flight, said, We at Asmodee have long enjoyed a terrific and productive relationship with the great people at Alliance. This deal joins the combined experience of both organisations to craft a communications and distribution infrastructure that we believe will positively affect both retailers and consumers in the hobby games market. Board Game Geek described the move as a major blow for other big board game distributors Asmodee has used in the past, such as GTS Distribution, ACD Distribution and Southern Hobby Supply. Shut up and sit down managed to snap a picture of the Pandemic Legacy Season 2 box at the UK Games Expo, which has all manner of hints as to what's coming in the highly anticipated sequel. Set 70 years after the first game, the remnants of humanity live on floating stations called Havens, distributing supplies to a network of cities that remain on the mainland. This version of the game will see players create their own characters, rediscovering the world and helping remaining populations survive. Designer Rob Davio tweeted, I remember something we put in Pandemic Legacy Season 2 and started giggling maniacally. So it seems the hype has begun. Oh, I can't wait! A 38-year-old man has been charged with two counts of aggravated battery and domestic abuse after striking his mother with a frying pan when a family board game night turned violent. Curtis Strong of Washington Parish, Louisiana, assaulted his mother when she and Strong's girlfriend began arguing over the game. Strong's girlfriend, 38-year-old Venus Vanessa Camacho, began striking Strong's mother and Strong joined in the assault, eventually throwing a cast iron frying pan which struck his mother in the head. The game in question is unknown, but our money is on Catan, isn't it G? Hey, hey, that's me! Skull! Days of Wonder released an official digital edition of perennial BGG favourite Jaipur. In Jaipur, two players go head to head selling commodities and collecting camels to become the most respected merchant in games namesake city. The much lauded game is available right now in both Android and iOS, so you should go and play it. And that's all from us at the Meeple's Anonymous News team. Back to you, Ross, at the Unbox Gaming Cafe. Thanks, Meeple's Anonymous News team. Thanks very they're much. They're so professional. They are? Like, oh, they're so good. They get better every week. <laughs> James Harold <laughs> Jones eat your heart out. You know? <laughs> Simba. <laughs> Simba. Um, Live on CNN. <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So. Uh-huh. 
What have we been playing this week? Man, we've been things. playing a lot of games this week. Yeah, like some de- games have definitely had a table. Some mm-hmm. stuff that's not been out for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so, should we just keep teasing it? Should we just like keep <laughs> building it and keep them a wee nibble? Trying to lure them in. We could do, uh, but folk are probably expecting us to actually talk about games. So. We should really. Oh, you think that? But after last week's podcast, they veered off for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about fucking Batman. Um, <laughs> well, that's what happened. You launched Batman into that group. <laughs> well, I. But we do love bats. We do. Yeah. Aye, we love comics. We, we do. Love, we do. Aye, all geeky stuff. Yeah, um, yeah geeks. Right, let's get into it. The brass tacks. Aye, or at least <laughs> some, some kind of tax. The bottom line. We played Stone Age. We did play yes. Stone Age. And it was awesome fun. Uh, it was the first time in a wee while. Oh, I do, I love Stone Age. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it's one of the better games Z-Man actually produced. I, but I, it's not, like, unanimously popular. Like, a mm. lot of different outlets, like, in particular, Shot and said they really dislike it. Uh, yeah. yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they think, they describe it as a sort of really passive non-interactive game where you're just you don't really care about what everyone else is doing and I, I couldn't disagree more yeah I definitely well, disagree with that because right. you've uh, got to keep an eye on what folk are doing yep. it's just no like uh, first hand aggression no it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's precisely it's yeah. taking the actions that other people need yes, yes Ross that's the <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> so but it made sense for me as much as you like I was yeah, no, I, 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 I called you a bastard at the time but you know I was in fun aye well <laughs> May I, say, <laughs> may I say to you, you were in much better spirits about it than you usually are. Yeah. You, you, didn't t- you didn't take it quite as hard as... <laughs> it was almost like you were going to throw a cast iron pot at him or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know it well, have you had fry pans or the new weapons? <laughs> <laughs> and if you understand no. that reference, oh God. <laughs> but you're right, it's not direct... Aye, it's not direct conflict with no, any other yeah, players. It's, uh, it's, not, it's not take datty or, yeah. you know, you're not deliberately... You're not necessarily speaking to each other a lot, which is true. Yeah. Like you, you are involved in the game, but in a very uh, a, a more puzzle orientated manner than you normally would be in something like Cosmic Encounter or something uh, like that. Yeah. But I think that's just the kind of Euroy uh, norm, really, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say like, a lot of times it is. Yeah, there's really no a lot of kind of take that elements in in a lot of Euros that we've played in. Anyway. Well, they shouldn't be. There, there yeah. shouldn't be. Generally, it's much more about strategic. Uh, deliberation than it is over direct competitive and conflict driven interaction yeah you know? yeah. Mm. it's who can work out the puzzle in the best way yeah you know? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy Stone Age I really uh, I really like the puzzle that it, that it presents I think um, it's a cleaner uh, much more it's, it's a much more social game than Agricola which is why yeah, I, yeah. I bring it out more often than I do Agricola because I do feel like Agricola is a very intense <laughs> very uh, angsty puzzle where you're you're fretting over every single decision you can possibly make in the game. Whereas Stone Age is a bit more lax and you can you can sort of take a bit of a back seat. You, you know, can get it, away it, with a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to work as hard on Stone Age. No, I think no. Yeah. It requires like half the brain horsepower yeah. of Agricola. You know, because right, Agricola is a, just a total brain burner. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right, definitely. You feel exhausted once you've played Agricola. Yeah. You know, you're like, all right, I'm good. I don't need to play Agricola for another another year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Aye, totally. But no, I like it. I, I mean, in, 
one of the guys in the Dice Tower, Z Garcia, his point about Stone Age is that it's just random. And I, again, I disagree with that completely. I think it's like the dice are actually the fundamental principle around which the game is built. Like yeah. the mitigation of those roles is super important and how you divide your men uh, is, or your workers is the most important thing you can do in terms of just getting around some bad dice rolls and things like that, like those tools are super important. I oh, was yeah. just going to say, like, um, I think the, the tools are, are your main um, main way of mitigating the dice rolls, really. Yeah. Well, oh, that, yeah. that and just swarming guys. Like, yeah. There's really just two ways you can do it. You know? Aye, but that's it's hampering the rest of your game if you throw all did, your guys oh, into I, one I disagree. Resource. I disagree. I did that all game the other night, like with Wood in particular. Yeah. I've been that was my strategy for the last two games we played because we played with Hugh uh, and and yourselves on Wednesday night. Yeah. And I was just zerging huts, just rushing huts uh-huh. with wood. With wood as the primary thing. Yeah. And because gold is so slow to get, and uh, you have to divide up your your dudes so much, and it's such a high roll to get anything. Yeah. You can get in there before anybody else with those like, you know, one to seven resources of any one type or whatever. Yeah. If you can yeah. get those huts before anyone else, you've won. You Aye, know? but they're no. They're not worth a lot if you just use wood. Doesn't matter if you build enough of them. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose if yeah. you get the the cards that multiply the number of huts you've got. Yeah, I didn't have any of them in the other game we played. Really? No, didn't have a single one of them. I had just loads of huts yep. and uh, enough cards to like multiply the actual number of guys I had. Right. But that was the only kind of culture cards I got through oh. the or civilization cards that I got through the whole game were just dudes to multiply the number of workers I had hmm. uh, and I had about four of them that multiplied it by five I think at the end right uh, yeah that's, wow that's that's a pretty significant multiplication though oh, that's, that's, a, huge. that's a pretty significant uh, points boost at the end of the yeah, game yeah and I got away with it because I don't think anybody noticed more <laughs> than anything else you know but no I think what I like about it as opposed to Agricola is that you can actually specialise Mm. You know, with Agricola you have to do everything Yeah, you have to do absolutely everything in order to not be penalised in any one scoring metric Yeah. Mm. whereas Stone Age you can just do anything you want and go well I want to build lots of huts or I want to just um, get, get lots, lots of guys civilisation yeah. cards totally yeah. yeah yeah. that's also a great thing as well because I can get 64 points totally if you, play, yeah, right? if you can get yeah. a couple of sets of them mm-hmm. you know and you're trying 100 points at the end of the game I, and I think it's much more competitive than Agricola in terms of being able to spot what people are going for and block them more effectively than you can yeah. in Agricola. I think yeah. like the the first player thing in Agricola is so important mm-hmm. and because you have to take an action to actually get first player, it's kind of prohibitive yeah. in that respect. So you don't necessarily want to go for it all the time, but you really do need to sacrifice this one turn where you, or two turns, or even maybe even three turns where you go, yes, I need first player yeah. and I'm taking it now. Yeah. <laughs> Aye. Uh, that the turn order really is really important in Agricola as well. Whereas in Stone Age, yeah, the big Kahuna just works its way around. You know, it's, yep. yeah, everybody um, gets a fair shot at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Yeah, um, I think it's just a great wee Euro, and uh, the, and some of the scores we've been getting recently have been mm. fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> They've been fantastic. They yep. have. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Some of the scores have been hitting pretty high numbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, most of it has got over 100 in Stone Age. Which, yeah. in a four-player game, is quite a big deal. Yeah. You know, the, the, the scores get higher the less number of players the, that you have in the game. 
Yeah. So in a three-player game, you can get some like two hundred and ninety points yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, and in a two-player game, I've actually seen guys on BGG getting four hundred and ninety points, like <laughs> just because it's Jeez. like yeah. head-to-head. Yeah. And so much of it's more available to you. Aye, yeah. I, I guess mm-hmm. you're not you're not going to encounter as much. Um, people taking the action that you were planning for as well or filling out those those resource spaces of course uh, before you can get a chance mm-hmm. um, but aye um, we also played Above and Below yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and stay tuned on Zatu as well because I've got a, an Above and Below review coming mm-hmm. that I need to write this, <laughs> that I will write this week well, you, I you, promise you, Mitch honestly <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've still got to get my TI3 one finished because it's just murder trying to find a table that's big enough to accommodate it yeah. and actually take the, the hour it's going to take to set the thing up and actually take pictures of it Yeah, it's going to take a full hour <laughs> did, did you know take pictures of it the last time you played? I did but they're on my Instagram and I put them in a silly like you know how you can put many pictures into the one JPEG on Instagram oh yeah I did that uh, uh, I've still got a few kicking about somewhere uh, uh, but I, I want nice HDR yeah, of course. Yeah. But I uh, sorry, what were we talking about? Above uh, and below. Above and below. Yeah. Yeah, we had quite a divisive opinions on that. Like, I um, well, you 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 were only so keen on it. No, you, you, you managed to pick a few flaws in it that you didn't like. I don't think the the. I mean, it's almost worker placement, but it's not really. I don't think there's enough meat in the bones of that puzzle. To yeah, but it's the same. I think it's the same with the storytelling element. You know, it's it's kind of half, mm-hmm. half. Oh yeah, I, compl- done. I completely agree with that. I think like your point about it being, uh, it's straining in two directions at once and not and not really succeeding at either. Yeah. You know, well, I think that's absolutely pertinent and valid. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my main point about it was, it's by the time you, you felt you're actually getting somewhere started. Oh wait, it's end of game. It's, it's, it yeah. feels yeah, like yeah. you need to take the brakes off it. It's too short. It's far too short for to to allow you to build up an engine or the engine that the game is asking you to build. Yes, it doesn't give you enough time to actually build that engine. And I don't mind having the time limit on it, but I think you're probably right. As a round or two, too short. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one round would Just, make all the difference. Yeah, yeah. To, to actually get your to do all that work, and then get to the seventh round. And then it just ends like that. Yeah. But having that eighth round where you could really feel like, oh, I did all the work and now mm. I'm getting the rewards from it. Yeah. That would be awesome. But Either I'm sure he's co- play tested it for some reason and come to seven for a particular reason or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think it's I think round seven is round about the time that you're able to buy those those really powerful cards at the top, the the star mm. the star buildings. Yeah. Um, but an extra round would kind of enable you to, to expand on that a wee bit and try and get a wee bit more of that, that scoring metric that's on the cards uh, accomplished. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm. Uh, I just don't think it's... like the I, ju- I don't think the puzzle's there. It's those two decks of cards of which you're drawing, there's a random flop, and that, it, that, that shouldn't be as penalising as it is to building... Uh, it, like, uh, an actual engine. I think it's much more like the comparison between legendary and dominion, but between mm. between above and below, and say something like Stone Age. Uh, I think that random element of those two decks is at cross purposes with you build it, giving you the freedom to build an engine and and 
ha not having that freedom is quite a frustrating experience as somebody who really enjoys those engine building games where you can really get into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and but it's it's just no that kind of game. Like it's but, it, but it's pretending to be, and that's where the frustration mm. comes for, with me. Yeah, I I get it, but well, I do agree. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but I think you're a bit more sympathetic to it than I am. Aye, because I, I really enjoy the game. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoy the puzzle such as it is, and I enjoy the storytelling element of it. The, the encounter book's written really well. I, I really enjoy the wee stories you've got. The one problem I've got with the, the encounter book is that you don't get a resolution to whatever choice you make. It's just, you just get the rewards. Mm. There's no any kind of flavour for after you uh, like either succeed or fail your roles for that particular encounter yeah yeah uh, and a bit of flavor text would just set it off yeah you know? yeah well it's it's not like tales where you get the choice you, you get a paragraph and then you get a choice and then you get a little resolution paragraph yeah. after that like you were saying the other yeah. night it doesn't do that and the, the flavor text is there's really interesting and really quite evocative yeah and, and it's that world's a, really cool it's such a cool world and it's and the the style looks really charming oh, the the artwork and it, it's beautiful yeah um and it's all done by like the one guy and his wife i think yeah yeah uh, so ryan lacroix and marie lacroix maybe i think it's la laucat or lacroix i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure i'm not gonna attempt to bastardize it um but it's 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 impressive for it being like one very small team of people. Yeah, Red Raven have really knocked it out of the park with that one. I think in terms of the production value and what they've done with the little number of people, the little number of personnel they've actually got yeah, to do that yeah. stuff. I just, I don't. I think it's a really good, like, in between the opener and the big game of the night. Mm. I think it settles into that zone quite well, where you're you're warming up to get to the big one, the big yeah. game of the night. But it's not the big game of the night. No. It's it's just enough to get you a little bit like, oh right, I want a bit something about that. <laughs> meaty now. Come on. Hi, <laughs> hi. It's it's your post opener. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have your your breadsticks and then you get your soup, and it's the soup. <laughs> <laughs> it's the soup and the and the the three course meal equation. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. you guys are weird. I have one course and then leave. <laughs> I think you'll find it's you. That's because McDonald's don't do three course meals, G. <laughs> Good. Because I look at a three course menu, it's like don't want you, don't want you, don't want you. You're an edible. Get to fuck. If McDonald's no did a three course thing, you'd have to go round the grill like three times. <laughs> you'd have to like, drive to the grill, park there, come back round, and go. No, have like a plain, no, a plain burger for your starter. A, a, a quarter with no cheese and only tomato sauce for your main. Do you like ice cream? Some ice creams, yeah. What would you have for dessert? Apple pie? Coffee. Oh well, aye, that's, that, that's, 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 that's the comment of my, my dessert, is a, is a coffee. It's like I have one course and then a coffee and a smoke. See, I like a starter, then a main, then a coffee. That's Aye. I like um, a coffee and a mint. Yeah. Oh, uh, like aye, a, wee dark, a wee dark chocolate a wee, mint. A wee wafer thin mint. A wee wafer thin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it's to, only wafer thin. No, I like to sit down, eat till I'm full, and then have a coffee and a smoke. Done deal. Sod all this plate, 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 plate business. It's like, no, fuck off. Let me eat and then get the fuck out. <laughs> no, it, it reminds me of that. Um, fuck your plates. Give it to me. Give me on a box. I don't care. All right, well, yeah, that's what I like my food. It's wrapped up for the chappy. <laughs> it reminds me of that line in Red Dwarf where, like, 
uh, there's that uh, holographic ship that Rimmer goes to. Yes. And the and the woman he falls in love with says, yeah. "You make love like a Japanese meal." So, so, small, so small portion, so small portion, but so many courses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> we also played uh, Timeline Historic Events again. Yeah, it's um, a great wee game. I have nothing really much more to say about it. I, I've always enjoyed it when I played it. Aye. One thing lovely. I didn't say. Sorry, man. What do you got? No, it was just, it's just lovely. Aye. Lovely wee game. Aye. One thing I didn't say about about it last week was. Uh, I found myself actually learning while I was playing it, which is really nice. Aye, that's cool. Aye, it's really, really quite... Uh... See, I think board games have that potential to be educational without being utterly boring. <laughs> oh, aye, totally. And Timeline's yeah. really good at that, aye. because it, it's particularly the historic events one, where it's um, you're, you're actually going comparatively and really logistically thinking it out, mm -hmm. whereas I think the inventions one... It's many a crapshoot. It is, because um, you're like, well, when was the fork invented? I don't fucking know! <laughs> Way earlier than you would think. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like 4000 BC or something like that. I think <laughs> <laughs> right. mm -hmm. uh, no, yeah. I think Timeline belongs in everybody's collection. Everyone should have a copy of Timeline, Aye. because it's such a great, like, you know, have dinner together, clear the table, while you're having coffee, just deal out timeline. You can have a great wee time. Just aye, aye, chilling. Aye, absolutely yep. agree. Mm -hmm. um, and you can combine the sets. That's another good point. You can combine oh, every single aye, set. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Oh. Well, you'll not be able to combine uh, combine like the the themed editions, like Star Wars, will you? You'll not be able to combine that with historic events, surely. <laughs> that would be awesome if you could. <laughs> I'm not into that. But everything's a long time ago. And I can't <laughs> all the Star Wars ones got worse. <laughs> Just before the dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, Skywalker gets his hand chopped off. Well, that's before the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> the invention of the lightsaber, 10,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. <laughs> and five million years before the first dinosaur crawled out the ocean. <laughs> was formed. <laughs> just, just After episode nine. Was <laughs> Death Star destroyed. Um, again. <laughs> Would they stop building those fucking vents in them? Aye. Or um, let Wedge Antilles anyone near them? Yeah. Death Star zero, Wedge Antilles two. two. Okay, we played Boss Monster also. Yeah, yeah we played quite a few games of Boss Monster this week. Yeah. I mean, Blair, what do you think of it? Like, You just played it for the first time there. Just played it like... 20 minutes ago or something? Yeah. I think it's a, a lovely wee roguelike mm. in board game form. Cool. That's an interesting way to look at it. That's the way I'd picture it. Because mm -hmm. you're just building up your dungeon and trying to get heroes to come fight you and then you kill them. And uh, uh, yeah, and that's... Um, well, I better take that to I, it. I better take that in there. I with the spells. Keeps it, keeps yeah. it interesting, I suppose, mm -hmm. or else you just go for, well, I've got the best collection of cards, so you're not going to beat me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I, because that, that means you can destroy other people's rooms and things yeah. like that. And I do like that sort of, you're building a side-scrolling dungeon, yeah, you know, the, like Metroid or something I, like that. And the artwork of it is so cool, it's really yeah. like 8-bit retro, oh, it's, it's fucking it's, awesome. It's uh, awesome, I'd, yeah, I'd love to actually start sending some dudes through those kind of dungeons, like, <laughs> sitting there with a nice I, I like to play the game, I, uh, I, I like to run the dungeon. Well, yeah. I think that I'd like to see, I know Vlada Zvatl has built... Uh, oh, Vlada. Vlada, Vlada be praised. <laughs> um, but Vlada's done Dungeon Lords, which was a, a similar theme, but not as well received. 
um, where you're building a dungeon and bringing people through and uh, a lot of people didn't really like that so much but they liked the sequel to it Dungeon Pits which was where you got to raise dungeon pits and sell them off to right, yeah. uh, other dungeon bosses that for, <laughs> yeah, and you had to keep them happy and feed them a particular diet and that sounded really cool mm-hmm. that sounds not bad I'd, I'd rather build a dungeon but yeah I'd get yeah, that yeah I would too but uh, apparently the game in Dungeon Laws just isn't nah. there's not enough there to, nah. to really enjoy it but I would love to see a bigger version of dunge- uh, Dungeon Boss you know, or Boss Monsters rather yeah, yeah. I'd love to, I'd, you know, I'd rather see I'd really love to see that just a nice big meaty get to really get in there and get your hands dirty and make some <laughs> even a even a kind of asymmetric game mm. like that where somebody builds the dungeon and then everybody else has to try and run it yeah, yeah. yeah. even yeah. if it's just like sweet. a kind of like one on one net runner style yeah for that aye totally mm. aye. aye that'd be cool yeah, yeah. Head to head. But I, I, I want to get the, some of the expansions for it and like uh, Boss Monster Two and, and some of the hero packs, where you just give the give the heroes more weapons and stuff, and makes right, them a bit yeah, more okay. effective. Because uh, sometimes it just gets to the point where everybody's got their dungeon built up. And you're going, yeah, he comes along here and he dies here. And, and it's just a case of who gets it first, who mm-hmm. gets to the ten points first. Yeah, who has managed to pull the right heroes in? Yeah, yeah. Um, we also played Ennis. Yeah. Or actually, you, G, and Hugh played Ennis. Yeah, yeah I, I still really like it. I just haven't played it enough to really, really get into the the puzzle of it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and teaching those victory conditions is a pain in the tits. Yeah, I'm still occasionally confused over those victory conditions. I, I it's like I get them when you tell me that at the beginning of the game, and then like halfway through, I'm looking at the board, it's like, okay, shit, what do I need to do to win here? Mm. And I know victory's close, but how do I get there? It's the only <laughs> thing that's not on the cheat sheets as well. So yeah. you'd think the victory conditions would be top of the page on your cheat yeah, sheet. Yeah, this is how yeah. you win. How, yeah. how to win. <laughs> this, this, or this. Because it's and like, it's, all it's, six. it's the first person to have control of three different regions six. in it, or six. A uh, presence in six regions. Uh, control of a region with six or more sanctuaries in it and be chieftain over six or more opposing clans in one region. Yeah, so if you fulfil one of those three conditions... You win. You win. Mm -hmm. Aye. Aye. But I do like that. It's a bit cumbersome, though. It can be, but I think all you need to do to solve that is to have a little piece of paper that tells you... Totally, like what 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 conditions are. Like what Kayleigh did for Battlestar. Yeah, that'd be so good for for Ennis. Because... I mean, shop and sit down. Fucking love that game. Like yeah. their their review of it was nothing but stellar. Cool. Like even better that they like I think Quinn has described it as the very best game of men on a map. <laughs> like <laughs> like yeah. that, that, that is out there. Yeah, and I'm I'm I, w- I want to be able to agree with them, but we haven't played it enough. Uh, but I really love that drafting puzzle. I think that's amazing. That 14 card deck that you're drafting from with all of those options in there yep. and yeah. the denial strategy is really strong and so is the, the migration strategy and, um, and the epic tail card strategies. That's, mm. I mean, there are multiple paths to victory and not just with the three outcomes you can get. You can get there in a number of different ways yeah. and that's oh, yeah. what's fascinating about it. Mm. Um, and I do want to play it a lot more. Um, I am into playing it a lot yeah. more. I still find it fascinating how they've got the maps cut. That's oh, beautiful. Just, just uh, that, that jaggy outline and that, that kind of shape, just how it no all fits could, together. No one could deny 
how beautiful a game it is. Oh, oh yeah, it's it's stunning. A, it's a really beautiful design. Uh, Massive are on top of their game oh, in yeah. terms of producing mm. really gorgeous games. Mm. I mean, I've still got that Cyclades Titans expansion that we haven't played yet. Oh yeah. Oh my. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really want to play that because there's so many different versions of it in the game. There's um, two different variants there's a six player team variant where it's two teams of three Ooh. yeah Bro. or you can do it five player where it's just everybody's out together and, and it's no longer an archipelago it's an actual continent that you're fighting over so you don't need to have that really uh cumbersome but building lots of different ships to get Aye, you need across. to build the chain yeah Aye, build the chain of chi uh, ships to to make right, any to kind of progress guys yeah. to then hopefully take control it's like five turns later before you Aye. actually... And by the time some cunt always gets Ares! <laughs> by the time you've built your chain of ships to the next island, like, whoever's on that island's built a massive fucking army. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's all you're coming a mile off. Aye, totally. Every time you pick Poseidon, they pick Ares and just Aye. go in there a couple it's, of days. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to uh, take somebody by surprise mm. in, in Cyclades. De definitely, but it's a... Again, beautiful game. Oh, it's, like, it's one of the most gorgeous maps. Yeah. One of the most inviting mm. maps I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and I'll, 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 we'll, maybe I'll bring them round Wednesday, like cool. Cyclades and Innes, and we'll give them another fair cop. Sure. We'll give them a go. We're going to be playing Jamaica on Wednesday as so. well. Yeah. Because I've got a review of Jamaica coming in Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I promise I'll write soon, Mitch. <laughs> Honestly. But it's, 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 we'll hold him down and make him, make him work. But it's like a half hour game, it's not really a. It shouldn't be too big a deal for us to get Jamaica played cool. once or yeah. twice. Aye, yeah. totally. Um, you guys also played Adrenaline with you. What did you make it? I fucking loved it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everybody who goes ever near it does. Uh, yeah, Adrenaline's just awesome. It really is. Uh, and I don't want to... I think it's a certain age group as well, though, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe. 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 I don't know. I think. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, I mean, we did all grow up playing first-person shooters. Well. Yeah. True. But so did generations after us. Yeah. But I, oh, think, yeah. I think but, Adrenaline's... style. An older totally. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think so Adrenaline's really reminiscent of, of Doom and Doom Quake. Quake. Yeah, yeah. particularly Quake Two. Yeah, yeah. The speed of it, I, I think. Uh, whereas stuff like COD, you know, the cover-based first-person shooters, it's very different because you're fighting in historical battles and shit like that with Call of Duty and yeah, but and just the mechanic of that um, you get yeah. shot enough and then you can just hide behind the corner. And you're good. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. that that death respawn, death respawn, yeah. that was something that was inherent of the nineties and very mm -hmm. particular to that style of game. Yeah. Yeah. And it was punitive as well. Yeah, uh, aye, totally. And a lot of fun. You know, <laughs> I think it was much more fun to die and respawn than it is to get shot a couple of times and hide behind the wall. Yeah. You know, it's like that Metal Gear Solid thing where you're like, this could be really I mean, it is a great game, but it's that thing of going I'm just sitting here waiting in a box. <laughs> I'm waiting in a box for 10 I minutes. Waiting <laughs> wait, wait for the right guy to come along so I can sneak up behind him and kill him. Steal his dog tags. Move to the <laughs> next bit. Why are you using a box to do this? The only time you use a box in Metal Gear is when you want to move from one part of the compound to the other quickly. Through the, the snowy bit. I know, the first just, I know, you just get in the back of, the, back of a truck, put the box on, and drive the, the truck to where yeah. you want to go. Oh, aye, totally. Way back in, well, the first PS. Metal yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going back to the NES. No, no, no one plays that. No one even <laughs> considers that the first game. <laughs> even though it is. Uh, yeah, but you know, it I, is. It's Nobody not, cares. It's, like, it's, I, not, it's, I no care. Metal, it's no Metal Gear Solid, is that? Um, True, but it I does. Imagine it. 
but the story it's, still it's, continues. It's Metal Gear, though, isn't it? It's Metal Gear, but Metal not Metal Gear Solid. Gear. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's the first time that a snake goes out into the world. Yeah. And it is Big Boss that goes after, who is the protagonist of, like, the uh, three snakey yeah, stuff. But, but the more I play Adrenaline, the more I really do agree with that assessment that it Nicely is... Nicely pulled back, thank you. <laughs> that it is an area control game. I, I really believe that now. The, and, and I think that... I don't think it's a traditional... Um, it's not area control area like El Grande, no, no. where you're using your caballeros. Caballero. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not. It's not the. It's not that kind of same area control. It's a different spin on it, yeah. but it's very much area control. But it's always shifting. You know, the, the control of certain areas is always shifting between the different players and well, stuff. And there's not many area control games where areas are wiped completely. Mm. That's that's a rarity in an area control game. Where El Grande, uh, the 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 areas in the kind of counties of the different of Spain are all they maintain. Whatever did you play down? Yeah, but that that state never changes. Whereas in adrenaline, the boards are periodically wiped, yeah. and you have to start again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it really interesting: the tension between, um, actually, between landing enough damage on someone or killing them. No, uh, landing uh, the killing blow. Yeah. Do, do you want to go for that kill shot track or do you want to just do enough damage to everybody <laughs> so that you can score on everybody's board yeah are you going to be indiscriminate in your killing or are you just going to kill the guys who are weak <laughs> why not do both <laughs> strategies have merit yeah absolutely you can be as, as effective either way yeah and that's what's really great about it I, I mean we've played games where somebody's one that hasn't killed anybody like hasn't had the kill shot on anybody Definitely, but yeah. was um, given damage to like every other player, yep. and so scores points for like when it, when somebody else gets a kill shot on that person. Uh, yep, yep. It's a really clever game. It is. It's great. I mean, uh, Philip Neduk. I'll probably yep. I'm probably murdering that, but Philip Neduk. Philip Neduk. Uh, he is a very enigmatic guy. Like from yep. what I, the research I've been able to do on him very little research <laughs> he's done a, another game prior to Adrenaline called Goblins Inc I believe and yeah, even yeah. on Twitter his account's private and he's right. got like 90 followers and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> this guy should be like out there and yeah. promoting his stuff but I mean he, does, he clearly doesn't need to because everybody yeah. loves Adrenaline I think like yeah. everybody that's played it that we've shown the game to has unanimously said this game's awesome. Yeah, you know, and yeah. Hugh was like, "This game's awesome." Um, and even Chris Divers brought it, like brought yeah. it on our um, recommendation and yeah. loves it. Yeah, right. which is awesome. Right? Totally. I mean, I, I think it's just CGE been again one of those companies that are really on fire right now. Like, I well, with their recent successes, like Codenames and shit, they've got a lot of money to to throw at projects like this yeah and, totally uh, uh, and getting those quality miniatures in there and those yeah. nice red skulls and yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, totally. it's, it's maybe a little <clears throat> a little masculine for my normal tastes in games but for some reason it just works it just uh, well I, I think it's masculine in a kind of non-threatening way it's satirical it's like, it's, yeah it's very satirical it's yeah. like teenage boy masculine yeah, yeah totally 
and it's aware of it you know it's self-aware mm -hmm. so it's not like um, <laughs> it's, it's poking fun at itself yeah, yeah you know, even in the manual mm -hmm. um, uh, some of those we um, info facts on yeah. all your characters Aye. just sit there and gut yourself is it Dozer his like his like main thing is testosterone yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love it it's Aye. so good um, oh, well let's move on then yeah to the main quest my word Colin I have heard of the divine beauty of the main quest bridge cathedral from Father Fatas many times, but even his over-flowered descriptions fail to encapsulate the ethereal wonder of this most holy place. Oh, it certainly is pretty, sir, but um, why did we have to leave Cram outside with Goldie? Come now, Colin. You know very well that orcs are not allowed within the walls of the Church of the Light. In all honesty, I'm uncertain as to whether you will be allowed to remain yourself. One must usually be perfectly clean to be permitted entry. Either the guard that granted us access is blind, completely unable to smell, or, as is most likely, both. You and your foul musk may still get us into trouble. Which reminds me, it's almost time for your annual bar. <laughs> My apologies, Master. Would you prefer if I waited outside? Well, while it may very well be best, I need you here to carry my quest log and make sure it updates. Ah, Father Crowley, it is I, Sir Guinevere, the Chosen One. I am here as per instruction of the quest log. <laughs> Sir Guinevere, <laughs> what a pleasure it is to see you. <laughs> is this a creature, your pet? Oh, I'm sorry, where are my manners? I'm afraid this is my manservant, Colin. Oh, quite. Are you sure he's a man? He looks like a dog and smells like a five-day-old baboon fart living in an ancient litter box. Well, I'll never. Easy, Colin. I suppose you'd better wait outside. We don't want to upset the clergy. They can be most aggressive when upset. Very well, Master. I know when I'm not wanted. Oh, don't take it personally, Colin. How much more personal can you get, Master? Colin, I order you to wait outside. I will see you once Father Crowley has updated the main quest. We have decided to revisit our top five games one year on. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit, a year? But pretty much. Well, not at episode 52, but there's been a couple of episodes in between. Like, uh, I, I just meant like actual physical time. No, we had our first anniversary on June the 3rd. That was when that the was first, the first episode came out. Yep. Yeah. Nobody did tell me. <laughs> I, I didn't realise no, myself. We didn't even post anything on <laughs> Facebook or anything. They happened off this for us. But no, we did it last year and, uh, and it was the first episode, wasn't it? Our top five? No, we did. Quite uh, it was early, but... I think it was after our first ten episodes that we did so. the top five. Because the first episode was... Or the first three episodes was like... Boxaholics, boxgasms, yeah. and box farts. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right, yeah. um, and then after that, we did special specialized episodes on Ameritrash and Euro and yeah. party games and stuff. That took us up to episode ten. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure it was after that we did our top five. Yeah, cool. I just, that was all primers to start off with. Aye, aye. Yeah, yeah. We were just kind of giving our perspective on those kind of stalwart pillars of board yeah, gaming. the staples of the the board gaming. Yeah ethos mm -hmm. if you like yeah. um, but who, who wants to go first Who's... well we'll start off with number five then what you got for your number five Ross? I've got Archipelago Archipelago nice. wow. good call aye um, why I, I love Archipelago because it's a very clever game to start with it's a very interesting puzzle 
Uh, I love the economics of it um, and the whole market manipulation element. Yeah. But it's yeah. also got a hell of a lot to say about human history. Yeah. Which I think is important for a game. Well, it's um, it certainly stands out as one of the games that have a point to make about humanity. Which, yeah. Well, in particular, colonization. Yeah, and and, and where history a colonization of of um, anywhere the Caribbean. Yeah, Caribbean islands or, or wherever you know, um, just, just and exploitation as well. Just anywhere those boats landed, it's like, hey, here we come to yeah. just take all your stuff and go. Yeah, white folks. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the fascinating thing about Archipelago is the the implications of economics and slavery. Yeah, uh, it's a very heavy subject matter for a game, but it works in Archipelago because um, ultimately, I think every player in that game is the villain, apart from the separatists. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't think there's any good people involved in that, and it's also got a really interesting, really um, laser-focused point to say about religion and why and, and the the place religion held in colonization as well. You know, mm. that it was an op- that really kind of brings to mind Karl Marx's point about opiate religion being an opiate of the masses. Yeah, uh, I, I really believe that. Yeah, and I, and I completely agree that Archipelago is one of the finest examples of not just a worker placement game, but of games having a very political and interesting point to say. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know? I couldn't have, couldn't have said that better myself. Love cool. <laughs> um, are we going to go through my top five first? No, no, no we'll go around the five. Right, right, so yeah. Well, on a later note, mine's just dead of winter. Zombies. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Zombies and the story behind it all. Oh, it's so it's and, and a traitor. We don't know. We need mm-hmm. to figure this out. Right. We get our shit together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just try to manage your time. Yeah. While it's, making sure that it's, the traitors not fucking. Aye, aye. It's one of the most them- thematic games. Full stop. I think. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah for nice any theme, you know, it's uh, Dead of Winters uh, stands out as being. Um, one of the most thematic experiences in any game and I've I think, ever played I think yeah, yeah. And I, I completely agree and I, th- and I think the heart of that is the crossroads mechanic oh yeah totally yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's I mean, where all the flavour is uh, yeah yeah. Uh, uh, well a lot of it comes from player interaction as well and, and yeah. the, the kind of false traitor mechanic in there but the, yeah you're right the crossroads cards are where it's at yep. and I, I, I can't believe Plaid Hat are not releasing a crossroads game every fucking year yeah. because mm-hmm. There's so much you could do with that, and they promised they were going to do a sci-fi, Dead of Winter art style Crossroads game or, yeah. or, or a game with that Crossroads system, and I, and it blew our minds when I, we played it the first time. Like, what? This is an and/or statement that we get to. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, talk about another game that has political points to say. Right. You know that I mean, there's that really powerful one where it's talking about racism, but that Crossroads card where it's like, you know get that person out of here you can exile them or you can put up a, a post-it note on the wall that says we will not tolerate racism aye <laughs> mm. totally yeah racism will not be tolerated however uh, vengeance upon zombies shall be tolerated and in fact encouraged <laughs> I, I, well how do you feel about the long night as opposed to just the core box of Dead of Winter I enjoyed the long night mm. uh, it's an element that well, I'm used to the original Dead of Winter, so cool. having that extra wee morsel mm-hmm. just works still. Cool. Uh, we've not really played uh, just the bandits, no. I don't think. We've always added both. 
in, but it's it's always exciting when you're playing it. Aye, I think so too. Um, tense as fuck. Aye, it's yeah. always tense. I talk about a game with escalating tension. That's yeah, that, yeah. that masters it. You know, it's all <laughs> Isaac Vega. This is fine. This is. Well, we're fucked. Yeah, totally fucked. Fucked. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, totally yeah. fucked. Score. Why are you the traitor again? <laughs> <laughs> it's always me. Statistically, traitor yeah. is score for yeah. Dead or Winter. So if you ever play score Dead or Winter, he's probably a traitor. Oh, the, yeah, I'm going to say Cylon there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm but, the, yeah, yeah, you are. The only time. The only way that score shouldn't be the traitor is if you get the traitor card yourself. Except in that one game we played, where we were both the traitor. Ah, uh, well, that was a. That was Kayleigh was the only good. Game. <laughs> <laughs> I might do that again sometime. Just, just throw it in. Just throw it in. <laughs> See how long it takes. <laughs> but no, I love Dead Winter Man. I think it's one of the the best games I've ever played too. Yeah. 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 Made my top ten, but not my top five. Mm. Mm. Oh, so it was on your short list. It was on the short list. Mm. Certainly mm. was. Awesome game. Yeah, uh, both versions. I think you could you you could do really well with either of them. You know, you could buy the long night if you don't have the first one, or you could just buy the core set and dingy the long night. You know, and you'd you'd do well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Let's mm-hmm. go. What's your what's your number five? Adrenaline is my number Aye. five. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I almost didn't put it on there because it's so new, and then I thought, fuck it, because it's awesome. If you enjoy it that much. <laughs> we, well, I mean, we just waxed lyrical about it for ten minutes, but yes, it's <laughs> that good. Mm-hmm. And, and I still think that um, if I had a new set of players for one night, Adrenaline's my boy. It's the one I'm going to pull out every time. Cool. You know, b- before Munchkin, before um, b- before Dead of Winter, before uh, Pandemic, even I'll, I'll pull out Adrenaline now. Well, I think because it's got such a relatable instant theme yeah you know yeah. especially works with more competitive people you know like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Chris for example uh, doesn't particularly like um, cooperative games mm-hmm. so when we brought out Adrenaline and played it with him he was like oh this is the tits yeah. <laughs> this is amazing I love it mm-hmm. and, and that reaction I think is just what I look for in any kind of board uh, game and it was the same with Brian as well when we yeah, played that day absolutely loved it uh, Totally, it's just instantly relatable and and it's tons of fun mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's light enough that it's not brain burning. It's uh, and it's not random. It's not like so random that it's painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everybody's got an equal enough chance. Yeah, you know. And I j- totally. Even if you spawn somewhere that's not good, particularly good weapons, you can still chuck them and get good, better weapons. I I don't mm-hmm. think you're ever in a position that you can't get. What you want, really? No, definitely if, not. Like, unless I picked up the slash armor. Well, I uh, <laughs> unless uh, and we'll you put the cyber blade. <laughs> um, but like, wherever you are on the board, there's usually a way to get to whatever weapon spawn point mm-hmm. you want to get to. Whether it's this turn or setting yourself up for next turn, you know it's. Yeah. Um, and like we said earlier as well, that tension between killing people and just spreading damage. Yeah. That's. It shouldn't be as interesting as it is because it's, a, it's such a binary choice, but it's, it is, it's fascinating in the heat of the moment. It's you know? making the right choice at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, which yeah. is the, the biggest challenge of the game, I think. Yeah, so what's your top, your fifth one, G? My fifth one? Oh, after a little bit of scribbling in and changing change a few things about, I've um, got number five is Pandemic. Ooh, base Pandemic. Just any kind of pandemic, it doesn't matter if it's base, if you're throwing in like the, any of the, like, like the expansions, any expansions at all in the lab or the bioterrorists, just give me some pandemic. I mean, I, I am all up for getting 
two, three, four people around the table getting the map of the world down and just us sitting and going, right, how can we fix this shit? I, I, do, <laughs> lo I do love that war room mentality of pandemic. It's fascinating. I, I yeah. think some of the expansions are definitely weaker than others. And I think that state of the state of emergency the last expansion for Pandemic the was... The one. Yeah, it was sort of the weakest. Cause it's, it, it adds it's, a, a wee kind of interesting side puzzle, but yeah. beyond that, it, it's, its utility kind of fails, I think. But would you rather play that or in the lab? In the lab! Yeah, there you go, that's your answer, isn't it? It's like, yeah. I mean, I think that's cool, like that whole idea of a disease that can spread from animals to humans yeah. and it's spreading in these rural areas. Totally. It's, it's cool, but it's not as good as in the lab. <laughs> not by a long shot. No. And I think that uh, that feeling that in the lab provides takes Pandemic from a little light game to a oh, Jesus fucking Christ, this is awful! <laughs> uh, yeah. um, pandemic in the lab is the premier way to, pe to play Pandemic for me. Definitely, no. definitely. But if you're bringing new players in, you want to start Unless them off talking. the base. Aye. Sorry, sorry, G. Sorry. So if you're bringing new players in, you want to start them off with a base. Well, I, I, get, I, get them familiar with the, the process first. Yeah. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then go, right, this is the hardest mode possible. We've beat once. Unless you're totally evil. Yeah, so you I, just I, want I don't to know. chuck folk right would, in the deep end. I would chuck folk <laughs> into you in the lab. I don't think it's, <laughs> I don't think it's too bad. No, uh, no, I wouldn't. No, I mean, no, 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 I'd, I'd like to, see, I'd like to get because people it's... to have a win, at least a close win first, before mm. showing them. Right, this is the this is the big challenge. We can almost do it every time. Yeah, and the lab can can destroy you in two turns, easy. It's yeah. true. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't ah, want maybe to. You're right. That is tough. It is. It's very <laughs> tough. But it's fucking glorious. It is glorious. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and it is uh, that whole the idea of sequencing a disease and everything. It makes it just rams the theme home yep. in such a great way. And that's so good, but at the same time, the difficulty curve is so high. <laughs> I know, I yeah. But for me, that's that's what makes it the definitive pandemic mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It should uh, be like the fucking Kobayashi Maru. I was literally <laughs> going to say the Kobayashi Maru. Aye. Oh, that's all right. We just have to get Kirk in to reprogram the simulator. <laughs> yeah. So what's your number four, Ross? Number oh, four. My number four is Junkart. Ooh. Yeah. I just I just love Junker. It's so much fun and it's and it's so tactile and you can play it with anybody. Yep. Anybody mm. will love that game. Yeah. It's universal. Yeah. And it's, Cause such it's a great alternative to Jenga. It's <laughs> oh. aye, Jenga doesn't even. Um, <laughs> it doesn't enter it doesn't in the conversation. Doesn't it even? It no. doesn't enter in the conversation whatsoever. No. Um, no, but Junkart takes you back to being a toddler playing with fucking wooden bricks and trying to get the square peg in the round hole yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have noticed this thing about John Cart um, some of the mini games are clearly not as good as the others oh aye, there's, there's, definite, I, there's definite there's um, definite variability in the, yeah. the enjoyment of the, the, some of the scenarios but, yeah. but which is easily mitigated by just cherry picking the best ones aye. you know Ah, oh, you can go through the deck and say, "Let's play these three scenarios," which is generally what I do. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, or, or even just go through and go, "Right, we're not playing that one, that one, or that one," and I, the rest up. Yeah, totally. I take yep. out the ones you don't like. There's um, a number of ways you could approach it, but it's always a good time, and it's never really failed. I know, no. and it's such a flexible game as well. Yeah. Like, like what we we're saying about customizing the deck and um, and oh, adding in the cactuses and stuff. We flick them up. That's yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Pretzel games. Oh, <laughs> yeah, these pretzel games. This is a formica table. <laughs> Color is green. These tables are perfect for flicking up. Aye, yeah. aye, aye. Because they've got sliddiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll, I'll bring flick up. Right, we're gonna cool. get. Uh, we're gonna get ready a couple of these tables. I think I found some good tables, by the way, Blair. Aye. 
I just like IKEA ones for like yeah, a know. decent price. We could get rid of a couple of them and. Right. Anyway, we were going with this IKEA boy. Aye, junker. That's my fault. Mm. Uh, yeah. Blair, what's Means yours? Cosmic Encounter. Oh, okay. Nice. I fucking love Cosmic Encounter. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. Aye, aye. Like, I could play it 15 times in one day and I'd just go, it's a different game. I would never be like, the same game. Yep. It'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's infinitely replayable. Aye. And it's always a great laugh. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's not in my top five, but it would be in my short list. It would be aye. like number six or seven, I think. But that would be my top ten. <laughs> it's not your style of game. No, no. So I, I don't. I, in comparison with some others, I don't mind it as much. Playing as it's like somebody says, like, yeah, I'll play it. I'd rather play something else. But if that's what everybody else is in the mood for, I'll play. Mm. Not, not quite like that. Other one. Yeah, me too. I, I Even on weekends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if it's in my top ten. It probably is. I've no certain hashed out my top ten, but. I've actually got top 10 years that I've managed to hash out in the past half it would, definitely be, it would definitely be in mine because it truly is the game of infinite possibilities no two games are ever alike it's and true I, I can't argue with that at all mm-hmm. um, and plus you can add in so much you can you can do like the technology stuff if you really want oh yeah you can totally. have awesome death stars if you really like <laughs> which you, you should always have in a space game yeah. but uh, I, I, just the, the interactions of those Aliens are fantastic, and you can play with two powers if you really want. You can be two different races. You can have a hidden race and a, a face-up race if you want to play it that way. Hmm. Like We've the, never played it that I know, I know. We should totally play it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I, you, you've got to get used to the game first I before you, you jump into that true. one. But because uh, right. then it becomes like a lot of different timing conflicts that you've got to get. <laughs> yeah. Aye, uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple of funky timing issues. Especially with a couple of diff- couple of the different races. Once you know it, like the race powers. Uh, uh, I guess. Uh, I mean, you've got as long as someone had to be a guide at the bottom of your character yeah. sheet just yeah. to tell you when it fires. Uh, and as long as somebody's really comfortable with the rules and can guide everybody else, it's fine. Uh, uh, like for at the beginning, at least for me, it was hard figuring out when, like the the regroup phase was, yeah. or when the planning phase was, or when. That's because the faces just go, go by so quickly. It's like, they, yep, done, they, yep, done, yep, yeah, done. they run together. Yeah. You've got to give it this, though. I mean, Cosmic was a game that came out in the 70s. Oh, it's got legs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't just have legs. It feels just as fresh as any game that you could pull out. Uh, you know, Next to Adrenaline, it would sit rather comfortably yeah. and yeah. still pull, and punch above its weight, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't have said it was from the 70s looking at it and playing it. No, I, but I, that I, Fantasy Flight version is just off the chain gorgeous. It's stunning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantasy Flight. Yeah, yeah I love You're it. great artists. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Sco? Number four? Dead of Winter is my number five. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I've still... I think I think it's the best zombie game. I think it's the best hidden traitor game. I think it's the best story-driven narrative game. Above Avalon. Um, well, it's not a, a that's a team hidden traitor thing. Like, so that's a social deduction game. Okay. Whereas this is a you're a team with a hidden traitor right, who's okay. on their own. I yeah, think yeah. that's it's a slightly different mechanic right. to what you're talking about with Avalon. But no, I think both versions of the box, like you were the, are, like you were saying, are great. Um, it's immaculately produced, apart from a long night, which has a couple of typos. Maybe the mm. maybe they're going to fix that in later editions, hopefully. But <laughs> I, I think it's um, I think it's excellent, and um, I, th- I think the the mechanic of the hidden traitor is one of the most fun things you can have in any game. Like, <laughs> when you're that traitor and you get the the last player and the first player that mm. betrayer turn. 
executing that is so maniacally, joyously evil. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. Aye, that's the that's the opportune betrayer moment. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's, that's that's your moment. Yeah, feel the betrayer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, uh, story-wise, it's great. It's got so many great characters. You've got Sparky the Wonder Dog. <laughs> You've got the the ninja. Nicky yeah. Jen? Uh, Mike Cho. Mike Cho. Mike Cho, Mike Cho yeah. the ninja's awesome. You've got yeah. the alcoholic yeah. mall Santa. Yeah. You know Forest Plum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just hits every single zombie archetype, I think. Like, uh, it's but like it's, got such, it's got such an array of, of different characters as well, yeah. like um, beyond zombie movie archetypes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's diverse as yeah. well diverse and representative which is something that Vega really wanted to achieve and which is something that a lot of games do not do yeah which <laughs> we talked about at great length in one of our earlier episodes well, totally I mean I think every earlier. game character selection thing should be like the bridge of the enterprise you know yeah. there should be so many different races and features and looks and skin types and oh, genders yeah. you know it just should be because there's nothing worse than getting a game and having like a whole bunch of male characters and the one lady character I fucking hate that yeah. it drives me nuts because it's like especially when you're playing like with somebody like Kaylee you're like right everybody we've got a wide selection of characters to choose from oh and there's the girl Kaylee <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that fucking sucks it yeah. is uh, it's no right no it's no fair it's no fair um, but G what's your number four my number four actually flows quite nicely from what you were just saying was Avalon oh yeah I mean we've waxed on so much about how awesome Avalon is how great a party game it is Um, see the first 30 episodes of the (laughs) (laughs) Maple Sonoma Sorio podcast yeah just any time we open our mouths to talk about games Avalon usually works its way to the conversation well we were playing a lot of it um and we still last lose. year yeah I, I, I totally I'm almost always up for the game of Avalon if we get the numbers mm-hmm. totally that's I think that's where it was like last year um, when we started doing the podcast we had eight people every Wednesday yeah, yeah. Um, so Avalon hit the table quite a lot I'll put it like this I'm on my third copy of Avalon <laughs> I'm on my third fucking copy of that game that, yeah, that's ridiculous yeah. <laughs> you know and it's and I, I don't grudge any of them like I don't grudge buying it three times because it's that good and it's yeah. that ne- that necessary I think yeah. like well the first copy of really worn out after like oh, yeah. what, two years of play yeah uh, and then my Doug uh, Cooper <laughs> ruined the hail game by, <laughs> by melon. chewing melon <laughs> bad cook just absolute ruins the game yeah the yeah. whole game uh, just one that card. one card <laughs> just wrecks it fucking beagles <laughs> <laughs> nah but he's alright he's alright I love Coop so they are I miss him I, I do I miss him man do you have a good time when you I had a great son? time with Coop man he's awesome he's a wee dick but I love him <laughs> he's cute he is he's cute, cute enough to make up for it yeah he gets, he gets away with it he has a total fucking asshole though <laughs> <laughs> See, this is when an immunity to cutes like I have comes in handy. No, it's like so I'm looking at you very cute. No, you're still in the shit. I'm looking at you very cute. Oh, Fuck off, you're in the shit. Like that. I need to welcome him into my arms. Sit on the couch for five and let him lick uh, my face and just cuddle into him. No, he oh. does. He's he's very good at game you love. Yeah. He is nice. He cuddles, cuddles up on ice. He's quite <laughs> an empathetic wee pop. Aye, you know, he uh, knows when you're not feeling great. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, he's like, no, you're right, pal. Aye, <laughs> right. And then he just sits his lap, his head on your lap, and. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I feel it. I feel that existential <laughs> angst, man. <laughs> Aye, totally. Yeah. Um, 
Right. Are we on to my number three? Sure. To number three. Fleck him up. Fleck him up? Yeah. <laughs> this might seem here about my, how my tastes have changed since last year, but and even though we've not played Fleck him up for fucking ages, mm. I love it. That's great. I think it's, it's one of the most fun games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and again, it's such a childish thing, uh, like just, just flicking discs about. I and in the same way as Junkart, it takes you back to being a fucking toddler and pretending you're in the wild west with your pal. I think <laughs> that's the most important aspect of it is the wild west theme. Aye. and it's so joyous because so few games do it and do it well. Aye, aye, uh, absolutely. So that when you do get one that works, uh, you you cherish it all the more. Aye, aye, absolutely, and. I just love pretzel games, man. They're they're Aye. doing some amazing stuff for for the hobby. Yeah, like I, I and and producing games of that caliber. Like mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of the presentation of it. Yeah, definitely. And, and the production quality and everything like that. I mean, it's, it's uh, unseen. Um, it's been previously unseen, you know. Yeah, no one that, else that is doing level. it. Absolutely. No one else is going to that length. You yeah. know, like we talked about Matago and how great their games look. And like, they do. They do look mm-hmm. awesome, but Aye. they're not on a, on the same level as no. what pretzel games are doing. And it's a shame because they've only put out two games. They've yeah. put out John Carter and Flick'em Up, and that's it. And it's been very quiet since. They've talked about Dead of Winter, Flick'em Up, yeah. and the mass market version of Flick'em Up. But the other heirloom game the third heirloom game whatever it is I'm sure it's going to be fucking awesome but I am sure it will <laughs> but yeah we've, it's still we've not heard anything about it yet hopefully it'll be this year because I, I, I want whatever box whatever box it is I'm buying it yeah. I absolutely if I've got the money I'm buying it mm-hmm. I'm, if, as soon as I've got the money I'm buying all three mm-hmm. um, but I like um, it is that that fact that you can have that game for the rest of your life yeah. and, it, and it will be an heirloom that you can pass on yeah. I, it's such it's, a cool thing it's such an under uh, an underappreciated thing the very idea of an heirloom game mm. you know I, th- I wish more companies could do that in terms of being profitable because surely it's not easy or cheap to do oh mm. hells no but and it's it, like it's not cheap to buy games like that I mean no. uh, when we were at the Glasgow Games Festival there was that game Keltia mm-hmm. um, that was like the the chess yeah, yeah. abstract mm-hmm. um, ah, you told me about that, and all sorts but the board for that is absolutely gorgeous and it's sculpted it was way, like um, I can't remember where it was made out of but it was some kind of clay or it was sculpted out of some kind of heavy, heavy shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love, that should be on the box. Sculpted out of some kind of heavy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody took a big dump and we some hardening and we took a chisel to it. <laughs> but, but that's, um, uh. that, like to buy that game with the original board <laughs> is really expensive and I'd love to do it, but you know, mm-hmm. it's prohibitive. It's cost- it is. Yeah. Aye, totally. Um, and I, I think this like last year. I'm sure my top five were all like kind of Euroy. Yeah, the one. I, I, I seem to have moved away for the Euro camp. I can't remember bit. what my top five were last year. I'd have to go back and revisit Aye. to find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blair, Mains is Captain Sonar. Oh, because oh. we do, do you know love Captain Sonar. Aye, Dish. yeah, I couldn't agree more. Mm. 
Goddamn. Goddamn, that's such a good game. That is. Oh, we have like, to move things about my top ten to get that in. Not my top five, my top ten. Oh, no, it's definitely my top five. But anybody with the radio guy operator, and you're just listening to the opposing captain go south, east. I can exactly where they are. Aye, aye. You're right, man. Every role is defined pertinent and imperative, right. which is everything you need where the roles are asymmetric and uh, and just the the tension of it and the that camaraderie where you where you, you <laughs> direct hit, you know. Yes. <laughs> river rocks. You know, one side of the river rocks and the other side goes. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Aye. Uh, coincidentally, you can check out my Captain Sonar review <laughs> on Sato Games. That's www.bold-game.co.uk. And you've actually written this one? Con- I wrote, I, that was the first one. That was the first one I wrote. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think Captain Sonar is a very worthy addition to anyone's uh, top five yep. or top ten or whatever. I think it's incredible. Fucking awesome game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's immaculately produced. Again, oh, Matigo, yeah. Matigo games with that huge bloody screen. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, I said in my review, but, you know, we've got the, the good and the bad yeah. kind of bullet points that we do at the end of the Zato reviews. Mm-hmm. And in the bad section, <laughs> uh, the only thing I could think to write was the, the dry erase markers might need replaced at some point. <laughs> uh, in our case, what do you mean by might? <laughs> well, I, we played we, a fuckload and we... We wore them out. Aye, that's how good that's, this game uh, is. That's literally the only negative point I could think of for from a review. Of Castle it's, Sonar. It's, it's an incredible game. Uh, it really is. It's, yeah. it's probably the most innovative game I've played in a long time. Well, yeah, you know. And on top of that, I mean, it, and it's it's challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and team versus team is su- is such a um, underused. Mm. Aye, aye. Underused mechanic and, and not often done very well. I mean, you had flick them up on your uh, your list there. It's a two-player game. It's not a, it's not a terribly fun team effort. That one. I it think depends. it shines as a two-player game. Where I think whereas four I think player max. You can put, you can push it to yeah. two. Yeah. I didn't really enjoy it when it was with four-player. I think we played it with we played it with like six at one point. Yeah, and it was just yeah. like I flip my guy. Aye, that is true. Mm-hmm. Aye, it's definitely a two-player game. Mm-hmm. But Captain Sonar is just awesome. Everybody's involved from the from the word dive. Dive, yeah. dive, <laughs> dive. Yep. It's so tense. Oh yeah. Especially when you're on the trail, or you've got an enemy on the trail, and you're totally. just like try and lose them, try to shake them off. Totally. How do I shake them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wish they'd, they'd released more maps for that because that's that's expansions you could do every other month. You oh know? yeah, yeah. Uh, there's only like what, six maps. Five, five, yeah, mm-hmm. five, and then goes up to Echo. Yeah, Echo's a promo map as well. It's not oh. even a, um, it's not even supposed to be included in the main box, I believe. Yeah, but yeah, I love it. Yeah, I yeah. truly think it's amazing. School mm-hmm. sure. It's kind of a cheat. It's uh, kind of a cheat because it's not really a board game. Is but it it's called D&D. D&D. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's another game that lets that gives me the space that that game does mm-hmm. in terms of design. Of uh, uh, it's it's the most it's the game of it of the most fun running. It's the game of the most fun playing, in terms of role playing games, and the the possibilities literally are endless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being a Lovecraft aficionado, I, I mean, uh, uh, it really lets me do everything I think Lovecraft fiction should do 
Um, and there's so many different flavours, you know, you've got uh, 1920s, you've got Gaslight, you've got Dark Ages, you've got Trail of Cthulhu, which is just as good, the, the under-discussed Kevin Height book, which came out nearly 10 years ago now. Uh, and you've also got modern day Delta Green with the X-Files sort of flavour to I it. I love Delta Green. Delta Green's amazing. Mm. I mean, that to me, Delta Green is how you do Lovecraftian fiction. Mm. Lovecraft was a modernist. They believed that you should do science fiction up to the date. I mean, the whole idea of um, the ship in Call of Cthulhu, whose name escapes me now, being a steamer, um, is, is meant to represent the height of human technology. Yeah. And when it batters into Cthulhu, it does nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, Cthulhu just dissipates. Ah, it's like and then, Thunder Child. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's pointless. Yeah. Um, and I think that the only way to do really good horror is in BRP and through the Call of Cthulhu Delta Green system. Uh, I mean, the, there's so much you can do with it. And that game I ran last year, uh, I think, is the the best game I've ever written. I'd um, agree with that. Uh, yeah. I, I think Having I, played most of your games. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was kind of like the zenith. Uh, well, I man, it was a it was a real achievement. That game. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks, man. That's quite humbling. <laughs> but no, well, it's like, I mean, we spoke about it. It's, uh, it was one of the most immersive games, uh, role playing games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. I think most of the group had uh, ever played. Yeah. Well, that was, that was hope, hope, the, the hope of the game, anyway. Yeah, and I, I just think Sandy Peterson did something in the early 80s that so many systems have tried to beat yeah, <laughs> in terms right. of efficiency, effectiveness, and thematic content and I don't think any of them have ever approached what he did in the early 80s yeah. uh, and he's a spectacular designer who's underappreciated to a criminal degree you know <laughs> uh, I mean he's done recent things like Cthulhu Wars which was this huge expansive miniatures game that was extraordinarily expensive and hyper successful on Kickstarter but primarily because it had huge miniatures that were extraordinarily detailed mm-hmm. um but that's not what he's most, been, he's most successful for. I mean, he did the Dreamlands source book for Call of Cthulhu, which is a, a, another underused aspect of what Lovecraft wrote. I mean, there's two halves to his fiction. There's yeah. the Arkham cycle and there's the Dreamland cycle. And the Dreamland cycle's one of the more interesting things about what he did, you know, like the, the whole story about Randolph Carter being this dreamer who can manifest things with the power of his consciousness in this world. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's not enough of that um, used in Call of Cthulhu. It's mostly just creepy things in the dark, then the cellar. Don't go to the cellar. And Dead that, by dawn. Dead by dawn. Yeah, just really kind of by the numbers stuff. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm hoping to do another game soon in Ooh. Call of Cthulhu because it's it's that good and I keep coming back to it all the time it's been a while since we've played an RPG as well totally yeah. it's been a while in Indeed. fact your RPG would have been the last one we played <laughs> oh no that no, was the D&D episode yeah totally it was like episode 40 or something number three are we on yeah well it's one that's been mentioned already it's Adrenaline way because you know it's just that damn good yes who doesn't want to pick up, pretend to pick up a pad and be back, or even mouse and keyboard if you're so inclined, whatever you prefer to move your guy about the map and shoot the shit out of your friends for half an hour? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can agree more, Gene. Totally. Yep. Um, yeah, was, what more can we say about it? Yep. yep. Uh, I think we're spending too much time together. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> my number two is Captain Sonar. <laughs> hey! No, that's good, man. 
That's I like right. every I we've we've said everything that we can possibly say about Captain Sonar. Yeah. Number two. So we can just move on. Move on. <laughs> well, yeah. My number two is Dominion. Oh, nice. Hey. Nice to get Dominion a mention. That's totally, good. man. I love Dominion. I just mm-hmm. enjoy the, the puzzle of making an engine. Mm-hmm. And it's that, like, when do you make your hammer fall? Oh, Start, yeah. Like, Aye. taking all your promises and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's such a difficult thing to execute as well. Like, Whatever strategy you go for, it's always a challenge to get it to fire off at the right time. Aye, and consistently. Aye. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yep. Because as soon as you buy the victory cards, you've already started unwinding your engine. Yeah. And, your, and then if you've got powers that, like, you're fucking... Cam- like Kami. Yeah, I've got Sue and his bloody swamp pad. <laughs> it still stings. Uh, yeah. Get out of my swamp, you kids! Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Five points for whoever can tell me where that, where that reference is from. Is it before my time? No. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what I love about Dominion is the sheer number of cards and permutations that you can have. Yeah. That, I mean, there's no end to it. You, yeah. you could literally buy every box for Dominion never play the same game again twice mm-hmm. and still be racking your brain as yeah. to what it was. I mean, I remember when we got into Dominion, it was, I was literally at my work designing decks going right on turn two. <laughs> I'm going to buy this card. And on turn three, I need this one. And then four. And I'm going to chapel out on five. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it allows you to to think about it in that kind of depth as yeah. well. Like, you, you, to, you totally can run a game in your mind, like much like chess. Yeah, you know, you mm-hmm. can run a game in your mind and and have a a foolproof plan for how you're going to execute that in a in a in a real game. It's a rarity in that uh, it can possess you. Mm-hmm. But I thought Dominion, when we first encountered it and first started playing it, we played nothing us. else. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, yeah. It was just like, do you want to play? It was almost like crack. You know, it's like I think we always opened with Pandemic. Yeah, uh, and then we're like. Do you, can we play Dominion now? <laughs> <laughs> we'll play, we'll play Dominion, Pandemic. Dominion, Dominion. What, what, what shall we play next? Mm-hmm. We, will we play Munchkin? Dominion. Dominion's there. <laughs> we can't play Munchkin if Dominion's there. Get Dominion out. Get, Get Dominion out, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why we not play Dominion already? Aye. Well, Dominion and Pandemic fitted lovely in my rucksack. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just need to bring those two games and we'll um, be happy for the night. Yeah. But but no, I love it. Past. I love it. And I, thought, and I really like that new expansion you got, G, the Adventures one. I think yeah. he's back on form with that. Uh, really interesting with the events and things like that and more duration cards. I don't think you can have enough of those duration cards. Mm. I think they're excellent. You know, they're always really interesting. And, uh, Enjoy the pawns that oh, level up. They're so they're good. So brilliant. good. So uh, clever. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know? So what I mean, I'm interested to know, is it partly because uh, your history with magic that Dominion sort of draws you in as much as it does? I suppose. Mm-hmm. Like, with magic you've already made your, mm-hmm. your deck and you're hoping that whatever engine you've already created works. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with Dominion it's very reactionary, where yeah. you're like, right, to win this situation on this turn, I need to have this card in my deck. Mm-hmm. Aye, and yeah. then your next time you go, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> I'm going to need to rectify that by buying a chapel. And get rid of that shit as soon as possible. <laughs> Just get rid of that. Get yeah. seriously overpaid for a chapel. <laughs> Six gold for a chapel. Aye, you're totally just re- reacting to whatever's happening in front of you, whereas in Magic, yeah. you're, you're sitting with your perfect deck, just waiting to use whatever card you've 
You've added to it so far. Aye, with Dominion, like, like you can get halfway through a game and have to adjust your your strategy or your plan for what your engine's going to be slightly. Even. Yeah, and it's uh, flexible enough that it allows you to do that. Aye, which aye. is a testament to how good the system is. Yeah, aye, totally. Aye, whereas Magic, you start with your strategy and you try to bulldoze that through your opponents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, think of how many games are influenced directly by Dominion, if not just rip it off wholesale. How many games have we got that you start off with, what, seven, some X, seven yeah. X and three the <laughs> Any of the legendaries, uh, yeah. Arctic Explorers. Yeah. yeah. Um, Star Realms. Arctic Scavengers. That's that. Which I really like. I, really I, I do like, I do like, like it. It's yeah. all right. But we've played enough of it, to be honest. No, there's yeah. a good little twist in the deck builder. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, anyway. <laughs> uh, Skull, what's your number two? Netrunner. Skull, I'd just like to say just now. So to me, number two, Netrunner on yeah, the side of the table. Yeah. Aye, fair enough. I fucking love it. Yeah, I honestly hey, think, I, like, I absolutely see where you're coming from. It's just I haven't played it enough for it to merit a place in my top five. Mm. Yeah, but I, I, I can definitely see a time where it would be. Well, I wanted to put it in the last t top five, but I hadn't played it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I loved it. I haven't played it. I just watched tons of videos. I was like, I need to play this. I need to play this. No, 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 no. And it is a super cool game. It's a yeah. fucking awesome game. I mean, yeah. to be honest, there's like the the drop-off between Netrunner and Dead of Winter in terms of affection for me <laughs> is rather substantial. Like, <laughs> I mean, the, how much I love Netrunner, uh, I very much doubt I can put into words. <laughs> like, it's, wow. it's so good. And I love the tension. I love the theme. I love the narrative. I, um, I, I love the building of the deck. I, I love how... Uh, the, the asymmetry of the corp and the runner and how different the mentality of those games are like the the corp deck is the most terrifying tense position you can possibly exist in whereas the runner's much more laid back and like I'm going to have a peek in there <laughs> no, we run in there and see what you got. Right. And then and the, and the corpse like sweating bullets, like oh my god, don't run in there! Oh my god, don't run in there! <laughs> and, and that, but that whole. <coughs> The, the whole strategy to it is never-ending to me and it, it constantly reveals itself in ways that consistently surprise me with every time I play it. Like, the, I, the idea of just having ice over cards to protect certain other assets or agendas or whatever was super interesting at first, but then I got into layering ice mm. and working out how to stop somebody when they ran a particular server straight away. You know, so you have a particular piece of ice out in front and layer it so that they get to the, the, the you just cripple the runner on the way through it. and I love the corp game yeah. it's my favourite side to play I think it's the the most interesting thing and, and the timing of it and the recursion of the game and trying to work out when to pull your triggers for certain things and scoring opportunities versus their scoring opportunities and that tension between the corp having the points holding the game in their hands and the runner trying to get the game from yeah. the corp mm -hmm. There's nothing else that replicates it in competitive gaming, and I, 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 was, I would love to see a game that could surpass it in terms of just being a shoot a straight head to head dynamic tension game. I, yeah. I just don't think there is an, a, another game out there that can beat it in mm. terms of. I mean, we play G and I. Uh, we we normally play like three games a night. Yeah, and at that we're still like. 
We could play another game. We, 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 could, if it, we could if it wasn't if three it wasn't, in the morning. Yeah, if it wasn't always one in the morning. Right? Yeah. <laughs> one, two, three in the morning, and you're going to be chucked at your house, and yeah. I've got to go to work in a couple of hours. Uh, and I've got like three binders filled with cards. Yeah. I've got, I have every single card they've released for Netrunner, apart from the Terminal Directive box that they just put out. Cool. Um, I'm still a few cycles behind. It's, and, but to have that card pull in front of me and just open up a binder and go right let's <laughs> work this out you know and, and the amount of identities and the amount of different play styles it can foster and, and uh, it can allow you so many different styles of corp play you know if you want to just kill the runner you can go right ahead and do that yeah. if you want to bluff the runner you can go right ahead and do that if you want to just completely glacier it and just have huge servers with huge bits of ice yeah. you can do that mm -hmm. it's so open to opportunity yeah. and no other game replicates it to that extent mm -hmm. I can't really add much to that he's the eloquent one I just swear <laughs> <laughs> I do really enjoy the runner game uh, I like how much the variety is in the cards and even in the factions that there is oh yeah, yeah um, they've all got their own distinct identity as well yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, the, the the factions and the runners and yeah. the corpse, just every every identity does have its own identity, yeah, shall we yeah. say? Yeah, and they all feel very different. Oh yeah, you know? like even just the not just within the factions, but the the runners within those factions. Yeah, all have very particular strengths that you want to try and play to. Oh yeah, and uh, the the permutations from that are just endless. Uh, and I know uh, a lot of people feel like. It's had its ups and downs in terms of the meta game, but Graham and I are not playing that. Mm -hmm. We're not to go into tournaments, and we're not seeing the meta. We're experiencing it in a vacuum. Yeah, you know, and and that's been one of the most joyous things I've ever had in tabletop gaming. Really, mm -hmm. to be honest, and the the amount of flavor text and just following the narrative from beginning to end has been glorious. Mm -hmm. I love it. I, I mean, I just I couldn't say enough about about <laughs> it. <laughs> cool. Uh, Oh, so we're on to number ones. Number one. Number one. Cause, yeah, because we agreed number two. Mm. Well, my number one is the Grizzled. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. The best, your favourite game? At the moment, yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, the, uh, the Grizzled's, um, it's, su it's such a clever system. I really enjoy the the actual play of the game, but it resonated with me in such an emotional way. Mm. Like, all that... Uh, how the main kind of theme of the game is friendship. Yep. Uh, I think it really reflects sitting around the table with your friends mm -hmm. and and wanting to get through it together and get everybody out together or not at all. Yeah. Um, I think it's absolutely beautiful. Oh, I, I completely agree. Um, I, I just don't think it's... I'm surprised. I'm really surprised. Okay. Yeah. What uh, did you think I was going to go for? I, 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 I thought you would have had Pandemic Legacy in there. Aye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I genuinely thought you would have had that. I mean, because I, 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 I tend to no include Pandemic Legacy in any kind of scoring metric. Like if I because well, it's just unfair. It's like it's like comparing average bands to Led Zeppelin. You know, yeah. what, what's the point? Of, of Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well said, G. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I love the Girls of I adore it. I think it's mm -hmm. a, 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 an insatiably charming game. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's uh, and but the 
I mean, I'm trying really hard to find a negative for it, and I can't really, but yeah. I just don't think it's that good. You know, I think it's good, but ultimately it's down I don't, to I don't, card draw and a lot of different Yeah, things. I mean, obviously there's there's a fair amount of random chance in the Grizzle, mm. but... Um, and it's no the system that really sells it for me. It's the, the theme. The theme and the feel and... Um, and the story of it, the narrative of it, mm. uh, it's, it's such a beautiful game. I mm -hmm. can't say enough good things about it. Mm. I don't think I could say a negative, really. I'm, I'm really thinking, um, I'm going, oh no, but that's good. Uh, you're right, uh, and the game's, uh, it's, nice it's really enjoyable and yeah. it's really tense and it's, it's really challenging. It's always yep. tense and Aye. when you fail, like, yeah, you feel it, you go, oh, we've got so close. All your pals are dead. And we're all dead. Oh yeah, yeah. You do something unspeakable, like play the second rain, and you're like, I'm sorry, please. Like, I, I, I totally, it, it has that moment, like you just look at your pals and say, I'm sorry. Go <laughs> away. <laughs> I'm sorry. This. I'm sorry, guys. It's over. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like it. I really like the base game, um, but I do prefer it with the At Your Orders expansion. I've yet to play it with At Your it's, Orders. It's really good. It really. Oh. It, to me, it makes it elevates it from yeah. being a, a pretty good card game uh, to being pretty excellent card yeah. game. You know, I, 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 for me, I think the strategy is so limited mm. that that puts me off. I think yeah. that's probably it. Yeah, I do love the theme. I think it's beautiful. I think uh, the artwork's stunning and poignant yeah, and poetic. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm still looking at the underlying system. It's not robust in terms of strategies I would personally like yeah. in a game. Oh totally. I mean it's by no means a a like a Euro or anything. Like well it's by no means a strategy game. Mm. Yeah. You know? There is strategy to the game but it is not a strategy game. Yeah, yeah I guess. I, I just think but, sometimes you can get to the point where the morale drops snowballs and it's so defeating where it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's actually infuriating, where it's like... But that reflects the theme. True, but that's still not a pleasant gaming experience to just have something snowball on top of itself where you're like, well, we, we couldn't have done anything. <laughs> like, oh. there was none we could have done to prevent this. But I think there's, I think there's always something to be done, though. Like, I, I think there's definitely ways of uh, um, mitigating the morale drop. Definitely. Mm. Whether it's... Like taking it easy in terms of how many cards you deal out and trying to get rid of as um, many as possible and using the speeches and no, no, using that's, the that's, lucky charms. That's and, not my point. Like my point is, once you get on the bad side of the system, it snowballs and you've no way of stopping it. Like it just goes. I mean, we've had so many games where like we're doing well, we're doing well, we're doing well. Yeah. One bad turn, snowball dead, and that mm. that does upset me with the game. That's frustrating because it's like we had it under control. One bad thing happened. And we're dead, and it's like I well, uh, I mean, the same thing. The same could be said about pandemic, though. I mean, how many games of pandemic have we played? But not on one, one tongue, not on one thing, you know. Aye, it's, ha it's happened. We've really had, it's happened. Uh, yeah, but not. We've had games of pandemic where one outbreak has chained and ruined the game for us. But that's normally because we're not looking at South America. <laughs> because somebody says, well, lad, well Lima's fine. <laughs> well, don't want to cure Lima. I don't put this on me. I'm putting it on No, I mean, I, I adore the Grizzlies. I think it's fantastic. I, um, I just don't, it's not 
I don't even think it would make my top ten. No? No. Hmm. Not in my top ten, but I'd probably make my top twenty. I mean, given a bit more time to think about my top five, it probably would um, be knocked down a few places, but when I wrote that list, I was like, I the grizzled. Well, well if, it, if it comes Wait, to I love you first, then it more then... than any other game I can think of at this moment in time. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blair. Blair. Maybe it's adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aye, we need. We need. Uh, we need, we need to play right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we fucking don't. Time off it. <laughs> so that we are the, like the talking. adrenaline podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are adrenaline junkies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you wanted a bad joke, you come to me. Ah, it's, adrenaline's great. It's great. I mean, that already that's 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 a game I'd infinitely prefer. Like yeah. mm. but that's that's Fair again enough, it's a yeah. subjective thing it's but aye. so hang on is that adrenaline in everybody's top five nope not no. mine no. Just not in yours but yeah. it's on mine it's on yours Scove's in yours one I was number, my number five yeah three out of four yeah yeah, yeah. Scove my number one Pandemic Legacy season one yeah clearly the best board game ever made <laughs> like clearly like I mean, oh yeah I, that's why I didn't include it <laughs> well I mean but I it just is like i I mean that experience was mind blowing, like just absolutely mind blowing from Aye. beginning to end. Like the start of just going right, this is pandemic as we know it. Month two, something's different. Yeah. Month three, something's different. Month four, holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you know the end of the third, the first act. You're like, this is a board game, Jim, but not as we know it. Aye. You know, and it's the the narrative, like the. The, the whole idea of the game and, and Bez spoilers <laughs> fast forward the next five minutes because I'm going to spoil the fuck out of it right uh, oh, hold on, don't, <laughs> I, like, don't go I, past I, like I'm not going to go past like oh I because Blair's no play. no no right, right, right. yeah it was always right, cool. which month are you at we're in June, June. June. right when Coda happens uh, and cities start becoming faded yeah, mm. and you can't get in or out them, and it's and the whole idea of having a character you've got to look after, not let them get scarred, yeah. not let them get hurt, and then some of the other stuff that happens later on, in particular, was just so good, like yeah, like like beyond some of the like, choices you have to to make as a group, yeah, uh, are very very interesting and, <clears throat> and they are choices you have to make as a group oh yeah you know, and I... they really do determine your effectiveness in the later game yeah and having that story play out in the way that it does particularly with the end of act three um is incredible i i think that it, it the way it happens is this bell curve right so it starts out normal pandemic and goes up really really hard and then it's not pandemic anymore. It's not original, normal pandemic anymore. It's, it's evolved into some other game by the end of the by the end of the experience. By the end of December, it's it's unlike normal pandemic. And yeah. I just and that experience of having those advent calendars where you pull stuff out and you get new components and you get new boxes. There's no other game that is as inventive, as clever, as well produced in terms of surprising you. That's that's not analog you know yeah. you'd have to go into the digital realm to find something as creative mm-hmm. as pandemic mm-hmm. legacy and that 
it isn't just what sells me on it it's the it's what makes me go I'm gonna buy every single season of this and I want to play it with the same four people every time yeah. you know and I'll, I'll quite happily buy it two three times if, if each yeah if, yeah because it's got me it's just got me hooked and and even even like the the, the employment of those miniatures for the coda virus I mean that was just great like yeah. and and having a character that you could name, yeah. you named yeah. him, and, and he was evolve over time, and he got better. Yes, he skilled up and he leveled up and he got better, and that it was just. And he got scarred. Yeah, mm. and you had you, you can frame that in a, a story context with with every scar you receive. You can go, yes, okay, he got this doing this, and yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, there's some scars that definitely match up to certain characters. Yeah, yeah. and um, the relationships that you yeah. can have with other players fosters. A sort of camaraderie with that that's a, a deeper level than just the surface level of the yeah. four of you sitting around the table um, I, I think that it's it's the bravest game that's ever been made because it's taken such a well known IP and essentially subverting it for a greater purpose mm-hmm. it's incredible um, yeah. on, on every level you know and so I mean I'll, and I do I'll, it pushed um uh, Adrenaline and Netrunner pushed Agricola out of the top five, and I well, fucking love Agricola. <laughs> we know, you know how much you love Agricola. You love your but, farming. But Pandemic Legacy is literally the board game I'd put in a capsule, send to Martians, and yeah. go. This is the board game that best represents Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh and they're going. Okay, so are you playing as the are you playing as the virus, or are you trying to save the virus, or are you trying to kill the virus? <laughs> But I have waxed lyrical enough. Gee, what's your top? My top game has already been mentioned. It's Dominion. Yeah. Nice. That's, that cool. doesn't surprise me. Because I, I don't usually go for surprise in no. this. I am <laughs> I, I'm fairly well known for not changing my mind that often once I've made it up. <laughs> Getting me to make my mind up is a, is a tricky bit. Once it's, it's made up, it does not move. Yeah, you're <laughs> stubborn as a mule. A and stubborn a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> not really. You met my mum. She's worse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's where you get it. Got to be somewhere, but yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, what more can I say? No other game have I. Like play, like played, and then like I need to play another game. No, I need to play another game, and then nice. having to go home. It's like no, and then finding the online version, and then <laughs> losing nights to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like literally at one point it was like I'd come in or I'd wake up in like Dominion, and I'd see that day it'd be my computer screen with Dominion, maybe a quick trip to the kitchen or the toilet, and then back to Dominion. Yeah, Dominion. It's like yeah. what? Why have you not reloaded yet, Dominion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, uh, I've not got any arguments for you, man. Dominion's a fucking tremendous game. Yep, um, yeah, the, the only argument I've got is that it beat Pandemic for the Spiel de Jahr. And, and, and <laughs> <laughs> but it was a tough year. Oh, that's I'm, I'm cool with Pandemic losing to Dominion. Yeah, well, just kind of, maybe. If only one of them had come out the next year or the previous year, it would have been all good. I, like we said, the ripple effect that Dominion had on the industry yes. is, is undeniable. You know, yeah. And you can... You can get all snooty and well, well, this this deck builder's better. And it's like, well, is it? Because it's just copying Dominion. Mm-hmm. It's just no as good. <laughs> <laughs> that idea of having a tableau of ten cards. And yeah. You get yeah. you get ultimate choice of that. You know, you're you're in so much agency, so much control, and that makes Dominion so much better than all the other deck builders out there. You know. Yeah, it's the definitive deck builder. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, absolutely. It's the absolute. It's the best formula best. for. 
deck builders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I do. I think there was a progenitor uh, of it in StarCraft. The board game had some. Uh, yeah. Had the first pure deck building mechanics in there. Huh. From what I from what I read anyway, mm-hmm. but Dominion was the one that went. This is the game, you know. Yeah. It was a superfluous yeah. extra mechanic in StarCraft, but yeah. Donald yeah. Dexpacadino went. This is the game. You <laughs> just build decks. Yeah, and yeah, it possessed us. It really did. Yep, it did. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's, that's what six, seven years we've been playing it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With no, no, no qualms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with no fucking expansions for the first couple of years. Yeah. And, and we still could mm-hmm. play vanilla for that long. Yep. Well, Easily. there you have it. That's where we're top five revisited. Some Do you want to run, run, run them down? Do we have to? We could, yeah, because we've waxed quite a bit on. What was your, what's your list in ascending order, Ross? Well, uh, coming in, coming in at number five <laughs> is uh, Archipelago. Yeah. Coming in at number four, Junkart. Number three, Flick 'em Up. Number two, Captain Sonar, and number one, The Grizzled. So it's a great list. That is a great list. Yeah. Yeah. Mains is Dead of Winter at five, at four Cosmic Encounter, at three Captain Sonar, number two Dominion, and number one Adrenaline. It's again, a great list. Yeah. Uh, Adrenaline at five for me, Dead of Winter at four, Call of Cthulhu at three, Netrunner at two, and Pandemic Legacy Season one at number one. Yeah, and for me at five was Pandemic, just any Pandemic Legacy in the lab, whatever, just as long as it's Pandemic. It's like Joseph in the, te- the, the Technicolor Pandemic coat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get blue cubes, let's get red cubes, let's get purple cubes! What? <laughs> what? Yeah. See what? Number four was Avalon, number three was Adrenaline, number two was Netrunner, and then last but not least, number one was Dominion! <laughs> there was so many games that that I thought of that I wanted to put in as well like yeah, like yeah. fucking Istanbul yeah I'd happily make this list at top 10 next year aye, aye I'm quite happy just run through them because presumably we'll have talked the ears off everybody <laughs> 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 if we get any listeners by next year <laughs> <laughs> as they leave in an exodus of droves <laughs> wait uh, come back listen to our top 10 <laughs> it's, it's different honestly it's no, totally it's no. different for last year, I promise. No, no for me, it's no. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, probably going to be very slightly Yeah, different. but you're right. Istanbul would be a Aye, game in my, definitely in my top ten. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Like, it's so good. And I love yeah. Space Cadets. Yeah. And Space Cadets Dice Drill. But Captain oh. Sonar kind of eclipses that, unfortunately. That it kind does of now, yeah. It, yeah. Oh, I mean, Ghost Stories get pushed off my oh, top five. Ghost Stories oh, is amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a ticket to ride get pushed off mine. No, ticket to ride. That's top ten yeah. for me. Ticket to ride. Eldritch got kicked off mine, you know. Mm. Uh, and I fucking love my Eldritch. <laughs> <laughs> do you? D- does, do. does it have Lovecraft involved? Oh, yeah. Then there's some love coming from it from school. Oh, yeah, we monkey. Well, a bit Ghost Stories is one that I really love. That game. I think Antoine Bowser is a great designer. Yeah. Um, and with Ghost Stories is just it's a pain because it's a because it's a four-player game, uh, uh, and really only best is a four-player game. It doesn't mm. get played as much because you demand that set number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, you can buy in a three-player. Yeah, you can. You can. You just have to dick about with that special powers thing. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, 
to all our shit. Yada, and yada. do us a, a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about that then. Because yeah, we, we got a five-star review on, on uh, iTunes that was very positive indeed. Very oh, flattering even. Flattering. Yeah, I'll read, I'll read it out for you. Revitar's iTunes five-star review says, It's like going into a kitchen and a party and listening to some really good friends chat gaming. It's natural, very funny, and never overproduced. What a lot of fun, double six. So th- thanks very much, Revitar. Cheers, Hi, Thank you so much, man. That, yeah, that much appreciated. made my week. <laughs> no idea when you put that up. It could have been weeks ago, but if you're still listening, we thank you very much. Aye, thank very you so humbling. much. Cheers, man. Aye. If it is a guy. I did. Yeah. Gender, gender non-specific pronouns yeah. when we do that. Cheers, dude. <laughs> yeah, cheers, dude. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, I uh, check out our reviews on Zatu Games. That's www.zatu. Uh, no, it's not. It's board-game.co.uk. Board-game.co.uk. And check out the website www.maplesanonymous.co.uk. Check out the cafe's website. That's www.unboxcafe.co.uk. Uh, all one word. Uh, like all our stuff on social media. Check out the unbox stuff on social media. Uh, what have I forgotten? Um, we got a, a review for a review copy of Tricksters. Oh, we did from Ethel Tower. From Ethel Tower Games, uh, out of Mexico, um, which looks fucking stunning. The artwork in it is is tremendous. Ah, it's a stunning looking game. Yep. Just, uh, which, it's like a trick taking card game. Uh, if anybody doesn't know about it, uh, follow them on Twitter. Just search Ethel Tower. It's a beautiful production. Like, I'm, I'm so impressed with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we'll be having a, a review of that up soon. Yeah. Uh, along with everything else. That <laughs> <laughs> you'll somehow find time for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for those, look, we need that um, 25 hours in a day. We need to go into Martian time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we need to do. Yeah. Do you hear about that? What, an extra hour every day? Uh, no, no, there was a group of scientists who were, they were studying Mars and they were trying to get data back from the, the Mars rover. Uh-huh. So they went on to Mars time and they lived their lives as Mars time. Oh, so cool. they, and they, uh, so there's a TED talk about it. And it's, it's a woman, she's got her, she had a Mars watch and an Earth watch. Yeah. Uh, and it ended up like her whole family had to go into Mars time because <laughs> it was just, uh, like it's that like extra a, hour was just like had this cumulative effect of the, like uh, nothing. Does Mars now have like a thirty-six hour day? Some, it's crazy, but I, I don't know. I can no. honestly tell you. Um, um, no, it's crazy off the top of my head. I have to look it up. Right. Well, anyway, that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> but it's the usual kind of bullshit we usually devolve into. Yeah. <laughs> This is true. It's so, uh, science. Science. Science, bitch. Magnets, bitch. Till next time, everybody. Happy, Happy gaming. gaming. And now it's time for your favorite show on your favorite network with your favorite presenters. What's your favorite? What's your favorite arcade game? Street Fighter Two. Yeah, right. yeah, go. Uh, <laughs> a fighting game on the street? Amazing. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> young whippersnapper like me. Knee high to, <laughs> <high. laughs> <high> to a grasshopper. <laughs> Appeals to the, the younger audience. <laughs> <laughs>
I really love House of the Dead 3 with the shotguns. Uh, fucking, aye, totally. You, you, yeah. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Absolutely, <laughs> I fucking literally love House of the Dead. So good, though. Aye. The third yeah. one with the shotguns. Aye, aye, aye. And you get the foot pedal to move you out of the road. Oh, so good. Aye. Same with Time Crisis as well. Oh, yeah. oh, oh Time Crisis was the tip. Fucking oh, amazing. That was a great game. Yeah, totally. yeah I mean, they, but they all go, uh, go all the way back to like uh, Operation Wolf where you had that fake Uzi strapped to the front of the yeah, really get in and like start taking the guys out. I do. You know what? I, I, I do. I do have a pension for dance dance revolution. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> I've never seen you in a dance dance revolution. I am out. Seriously, <laughs> I, I used to play it with my ex. So. <laughs> I need to get video proof of you doing this. It was great fun. I used to play with my wee sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, my man, a man of your gaming caliber. School. Do you know how hard? Dance Dance Revolution. Do you know how hard DDR is? Oh, that's DDR. right. I'm using the acronym. DDR. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd, prob- I'd, I'd probably go for the No Turtles game. Uh, oh, like, like one, two, three, four players, everybody yeah. sticks 25p in or 20p in, where it was. Uh, oh, you're showing your age there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing my age enough by saying the Turtles fucking game. Yeah, yeah, Although yeah. there is a copy of that in Glasgow in uh, what's that, that game shop? Is it Geekaboo? Oh, yeah. Geekaboo's oh, yeah, got, got a copy of that. It's got a cab. It's got a cab just sitting Whoa. there running with all, all four positions ready to go. Man, I used to love the arcade, man. See, see, oh, like, we were talking about getting an old style arcade machine oh, in here. Oh well, oh, well. an emulator, am I wrong? Aye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna get the guy that just hangs around asking if you want to buy a puppy as well. <laughs> well, aye, he comes with the machine. Too. <laughs> of course, aye, of course. <laughs> oh, no, I used to love going to the, the Blackpool Tower. My dad. At Coral Island, fucking so good. One of them. I mean, yeah, puggies. That's the one I went to all the time. I didn't get to go galvanizing off to oh, Blackpool man. just to play the puggies. You got to go to Florida. I <laughs> that, That's true. But I only, I only got to go there five times. Only five <laughs> times. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This is how we know you're from Spam Valley. <laughs> 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 so sorry, I can't help who my parents walk and had money and that's what we wanted to spend we went to a Butlins holiday park and we were happy with it oh man I saved up my silver all year for Coral Island <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally man totally I've killed Blair it was just like that was a dad's statement. And my dad would go, fucking spam. Yeah, <laughs> 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 hey, I still love spam, Valley off, you know. Right, uh, cool. So we'll see you guys next week. Catch you later. See well, you later. Cheerio. Bye. What's your favourite game in cafe? <laughs> <laughs> Common <laughs> 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 <laughs>